We have fostered for a very short period of time before, and I was willing to give it another try and, and do this again. And it was just so blatantly obvious when we brought Archie home that like this kid was staying. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Honest to Dog Podcast. It's me, Liz Foley, your favorite dog trainer. And Jeff Gadway, your favorite co-host. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy belated New Year. Yes. We took January off. Mm-hmm. The podcast it was very busy January for both of us, mm-hmm. but we're so excited to be here. I've missed you all, and we have a very special episode today. Mm-hmm. Archie, mm-hmm. will you please come in and be seated? Mm-hmm. He's already at your feet. <laughs> yes. Archie, you've been in our family for six months now, and it's time for your performance evaluation. <laughs> We're going to determine if this is a long-term fit. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he's staying. But we did want to do one about Archie to kick off the year uh, because we haven't talked about him all that much on the podcast yet, funny enough. Because we've kind of waited to like... You want to allow for a new dog to decompress and, you know, really settle in and then you get to know them. And yeah. so I didn't want to like do it prematurely. Well, geez, how long did it take for us to do one about Carmen? Like about a hundred episodes. I know. Well, that was for different reasons. Uh, I know. I know. That I'm one just was being a very funny. hard one. But. But here we are. Archie, this one's all about you, bud. Yeah. So. Let's go back to the beginning of Archie. Okay. What was the story there? I mean, we already had three dogs. Were we in the market for a fourth or (laughs) what happened? No, um, I was feeling like I needed to help in some way, shape or form with how many dogs needed help um, in the rescue world. And I knew how depleted a lot of rescues were feeling and... I was like, it's time for me to try to help in some way, like beyond. I was doing, um, I had done a couple of workshops for free um, for rescues, but I wanted to do something a little bit more hands-on and kind of lead by example. And so I felt like Blue had gotten to a pretty good spot and I saw a video of this dog who I was just like, oh, if we foster this kid, he's going to find a home really quickly. It's not going to be like a one-year commitment (laughs) and I saw this really adorable video of a tripod from Mexico so it for sure reminded me of Carmen his markings are very similar to Carmen and he just had this like energy about him the way he was moving and he just looks so happy and silly and I was like okay that's a happy-go-lucky I think we can help him and so I reached out to, it was All Paws Matter, um, a rescue organization I hadn't worked with before. And they were like, 911, we need someone immediately to foster this dog. And I was like, say no more. I'm on it. And so I had a phone call with the wonderful woman who runs that um, organization. And she was really happy to hear that we were familiar with tripods because um, he was. I think he had had the amputation done maybe like three months prior. Um, So he was still, I guess, getting used to it to some extent, like not fresh out of surgery, but also not like a year into it. Um, And so she wanted to know her comfort level with that. And I was like, 
let me tell you, we have a dog who's missing the same back leg currently. And our first dog was also uh, a tripod missing her front leg. And so it just seemed to be a really good fit. And I remember you telling me, don't fall in love. Like we can't really have more dogs. And I was like, we're good. We're good. We're so good. It's not like he's going to stay forever. This is a temporary thing. And I fully know that going into this. And I think where I was coming from was, I know, I mean, I know that we were going to be able to help him and you've got a great following of folks who also want to help. And so bringing attention to Archie's story, I'm sure would have really helped him find a forever home. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, if you're signing up for this, you're, you're in until he finds a home. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't sure kind of what our lifestyle was going to look like and, and whether, you know, we were willing to commit to a year or more, right? Because you never know. You never mm -hmm. know with these things. Mm -hmm. So I think I was just being extra cautious and not wanting to sign up for more than we could take on. Um, but, you know, spoiler alert, as soon as we saw him, fast forward to when we met uh, the rescue to pick him up, mm -hmm. I mean, I could just tell right away. I think I saw in that moment what you likely saw in the videos, like mm -hmm. this guy's got great energy, He's cute as a button. There's something just special about Archie. Yeah, he just spoke to me immediately. And I, I said to you, we're keeping this dog. Mm -hmm. um, and I think truthfully, too, you're worried about me because we have fostered for a very short period of time before and that dog did get adopted. And I was I was really upset. I was really devastated, even though like that dog wasn't a good fit for us. Like there was still, it was very hard for me to let that dog go. And so I hadn't done this in a, a long time because of that, because, you know, I'm, I'm very much used to taking on training clients, dogs and giving them back. Like I thought I could have that healthy detachment because I've, I feel like I've done it a lot, but it's different because those dogs already have loving homes mm -hmm. and you know that they're happy to be reunited with them. And I don't know what it is about, like, there was almost like a feeling of failure that like, not that I, I ever signed up to adopt this dog, but it was like placed with us and you're just like, well, we should make it work. Yeah. Um, and so I did eventually get over that, <laughs> but... Um, I, th I think I was willing to give it another try and, and do this again. And it was just so blatantly obvious when we brought Archie home that like this kid was staying. What do you feel Archie has brought to our pack? I mean, not in terms of like, well, now we've got two mm -hmm. black dogs and two tan dogs mm -hmm. and we've got two big dogs and two little dogs, but from kind of big, an energy the medium, medium size. Big. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Well, littles. I call Ty the big one I know, all the time. I know. But when you think about what his energy, his spirit, his demeanor has mm -hmm. brought to our pack and our home, what has he contributed that we didn't have before? Put differently, Liz, how has that dynamic changed since the introduction of Archie? Mm-hmm. He brings like a lightheartedness. Um, he's curious and playful. He's very much a happy-go-lucky. And so there's a carefreeness to him. 
um, that is just really kind of like the mellowness we needed to add to the pack because um, Baker's our chillest, but he's still a back of the pack. Um, Taya's come leaps and bounds, but you can also still see um, on occasion his weariness. And then Blue is just prone to being a stress ball, like anxiety if it's not fully, fully managed. And so when you have that kind of dynamic where they're all kind of leaning towards back of the pack, they kind of set each other off because they're all going to be like, if one is alert, do we all alert? Right. And so I found that that was even affecting me. Like I consider myself to be a pretty happy go lucky person and surrounded by three sensitive dogs. I'm like hypersensitive all of a sudden. And adding Archie was just like it it felt familiar because it was very similar to Carmen's energy. I will say he's not as confident as she was, but he almost instilled in me like a confidence of like, okay, now our pack's a little more mellow. This is very much an energy I'm comfortable communicating with. And it would just, it kind of rounded it all out. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. Do you yeah, feel that? I think rounding it out is is a great way to encapsulate it because I I really had grown to love the dynamic with our boys. But yeah, Archie was just this sort of like missing puzzle piece that completed the circuit, right? He totally mm-hmm. rounded things out. And we've talked about the love languages of the other dogs before. Mm-hmm. And so just to help people get to know Archie a little bit more, like what would you say kind of his love language is and like how you would describe his personality? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, he, like all our boys, is food is a love language for sure. Like, I, I, but again, like with him, I'm like, mm, so is play. He loves play. Mm, he does love affection. And he does also like exploring and going new places. Um, so he's kind of all of the above. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just, just a happy guy. He's a goofball. He's a total goof. He's a goofball. He's a silly goose. I mean, even when he's being a pill. Oh my gosh. We just are keeling over laughing. There's because such an innocence to him. That's it. That like there isn't a mean bone in his body. Not that dogs have mean bones, but like there's just such a goofiness to him. And I always kind of joke that like, I think there's Beagle. There's definitely like some sort of hound in him because hounds just have a different way about them. Like they're, they kind of like blank stare and you're just like, what is happening in that thick skull of yours? (laughs) (laughs) Because like, you're not dumb, but like sometimes you're like, what are you actually thinking? And it's just, it's all jokes with that kid. Like I laugh every day because of Archie. Oh, hundred percent. Like even just over your shoulder, yeah. he was doing this like alligator roll around yep. with his tiny little T-Rex arms tucked in, just like <laughs> throwing himself around, like for absolutely no reason, just because yeah. he's just loving life. Yeah. And it's that kind of lightness that he brings even when he's being a pill and we'll talk about, you know, maybe some of the things that we're working on with him, but you mentioned that kind of like thick headedness, thick skull. (laughs) Like I know we've said to each other on a couple of occasions, like, is there a whole lot going on up there? (laughs) 
But when you encounter a dog like that, how do you work with a dog like that? Like a dog like Archie to tap into that curiosity that they have and teach them, train them. I mean, like, for example, you recently taught him how to ring the bell Mm -hmm. like you did with Ty. Mm -hmm. What was that training process like for a dog like him with that kind of a demeanor and an outlook? Hmm. Because he's not like a working dog. No. Right? He he doesn't have like a ton of drive, I would say. Um and so it's it's about keeping his interest, um, rewarding his curiosity and yeah, just making it worthwhile, like keeping it lighthearted, I think is really important. Um and so with him, I was just like, let, let's let him like explore this and see where he goes and then let's like shape the behavior. And so he was curious about the bell and like nosed it a bunch. And I was like, yeah, that's that's great. Good job touching the bell. And then he kind of nosed it and would make it ring and was like, whoa, I did that. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And like gave him treats and like pumped him up for that. So he kept booping it with his nose and then eventually like just through exploration just because of his curious nature he's like what if i boop it with my hand and i'm like that my hand with my paw i'm like that's exactly what i want you to do actually and then he started doing it more and more and more and it's just using what motivates him which is food for sure and gassing him up for making the right choice making him feel good and like yeah keeping it lighthearted. there was no punishment like it's just a silly trick like so you just don't get something if you don't hit the bell. Right. And it, it took him not very long to finally start getting it. Um, that it's just, it's just really cool to see when his brain is working. <laughs> and there is stuff going up there where you're just like, you are a smart boy. You do get it. You're just so, I don't know, like youthful and not serious. He's not a serious dog. I think it's a good reminder for me sometimes to like not take dog training so seriously yeah, because no. because he isn't the quickest to catch on to things because he's sort of just like don't 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 right i know sometimes for me i think about things like very mechanically or like in a linear fashion mm-hmm. and it's a good reminder like you just gotta like not take this so darn seriously yeah. and you know, he'll get, he'll, he'll come around to it once he kind of comes around to it. Like I'm not describing it particularly well, but it's just kind of like lighten up and, Mm -hmm. and let it unfold, let it happen as it happens. And then he kind of like starts to pick up on it and then you start to make progress, but you can't force it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that was the energy we needed to finish out 2023 where it was just like yo relax we're here for a good time that's it and i was like thank you i needed that reminder i was taking life and everything probably way too seriously Mm -hmm. and just we just need this little breath of fresh air of this like little stinker short and long cutie patootie woody snooty and just like (laughs) why are you doing you're just who allowed you to be that stinking cute you don't get the dog you want. You get the dog you need. This is true. But I also wanted him because he's just <laughs> so stinking cute. 
There's just something about him. There's like a soulfulness, yet an innocence, yet I don't know. I just don't even know how to really truly sum it up. You have to meet him. And I feel like everyone who meets him instantly falls in love. And it's like when we were like still in that two week phase of like, are we going to keep him? Are we not going to keep him? We're totally going to keep him. The people that would be like, hey, like if you change your mind or if like he is up for adoption, like anyone, everyone who met him, you can't help but fall instantly in love with this dog. Oh, we had a we had a long list of people who were like, if you change your mind, mm-hmm. you know, your trainer, mm-hmm. uh, the digital Sabbath folks, like the people at Camellia's Bake Shop. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's a sign, right? And th- yeah, the second anyone's like, that's an awesome dog. Like when Caesar even said that about Baker, I'm like, he's mine. Yeah, <laughs> don't even <Back> off. <laughs> get your own Archie. He fit in super easy. The dogs generally accepted him. I mean, we've talked about before. Getting accepted by Ty takes some time Mm -hmm. and I think is a huge vote of confidence. You know, Baker's probably been the toughest to win over. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny because even in the last couple of weeks, he seems to be showing more interest in play Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. curiosity, which I think we both were like stopped dead in our tracks the other day when we're like, is Baker trying to play with Archie? Yeah, he like he went over and he like booped him right on the face and Archie even was like, it's happening. Like he was like frozen in time being like, I've been waiting for this and I don't know what to do. And we're like, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's been, it's been a, a really great transition. Is there anything that we're working on with him behaviorally or obedience-wise or anything I mean, there's a couple of things I can think of, but I want to see what comes to mind for you. His sock th- theft. His sock thievery. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, his um, never-ending love of socks and finding them. Talk and about that. Like, he's just oh, he's he's under two years old. He's about probably a year and a half now, and a happy-go-lucky, and all he wants to do is play, and so he struggles with having kind of really much freedom in the home. Um, So if he's not on place or in his crate or like specifically being told what to do, he is like, I'm just going to disappear for a quick sec because we don't have toys out readily available for our dogs. um, He's very much like, I'll make a toy out of something. And so it's a little bit, um, I'm like, how much of it is boredom versus how much is it? Um, inability to settle like which which category does this fall under because the second you put him on a bed he can relax and stop moving it's not like he's got crazy pent-up energy that he doesn't know what to do with um but yeah he'll slink away and find a sock and just throw it around he doesn't really rip him up or anything like that it's really pretty much short-lived we don't make a big deal about it um so it's not like he knows that this is going to ensue in like a game of chase and things like that which a lot of dogs do go get things they shouldn't because they just want you to play with them and give them some form of attention on his side of things it's more like everyone's kind of preoccupied so i'm just going to throw this in the air a few times and then go take a nap and you're it's adorable but we don't have matching socks anymore and so it's like (laughs) i have no idea where my socks are but the other thing about it is he doesn't guard the socks no, either, no. which I really appreciate. You know, you can walk over to him and claim the sock very easily, mm-hmm. and there Get isn't him to give it up. And yeah, there isn't any kind of problem. 
For sure. For sure. I think that's interesting that you mentioned that the thing that I was thinking of, as you said before, he just loves to play, play all the time. He loves toys. I found that he can be a little bit possessive with toys around his brothers. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Like where you see that kind of popping up and the types of things that you've worked on to try to curtail or curb that kind of behavior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw that pretty early on. Um, and it's one of those things where like he'll hoard the toys if they're out. So like everyone can't really have their, he's gotten a lot better, but like we have toys aplenty. Everyone can have their own toy. And so you get out a toy and you give it to Archie and he's like, this is the best toy ever. Thank you so much. And then you go to give one to Ty and he's like, I want that one. And then you give one to Blue and he's like, I want that one. And so he had a really hard time with, you know, everybody can have their own individual toy. It's not taking away from yours. Like, and Ty is really no issue. He'll, like, if we're not watching, Archie will go and be like, okay, now I'm taking your toy and I'm going to take your toy. The only one that really matters is Blue. Blue's kind of like, wait a minute. He kind of will try to stand up for himself. And so we've had to really, um, like enforce rules and boundaries with that of like, no, everyone is allowed to their own toy. And Archie, this is yours and yours alone and you don't mess with. Baker doesn't really play with toys. He'd rather play with you, right? And so you get out a toy and he's like, no, this isn't fun. I want to hang out with you. And then Ty's just very short-lived. He's like, okay, I'm going to chew on it for a little bit and then give it up. Um, And so we would tether Archie on place and be like, here's your toy. And then everyone else, because they share nicely among each other, could be loose and Mm -hmm. have their toys. Um, And then, yeah, really making sure when when everybody's done, toys go away. Um, Making sure that Archie respects that we can take the toy from him. Um, There hasn't been a fight over anything. Um, We're really cautious and paying attention to if there are any signs of guarding. but yeah, it's 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 his it's not that he can't share. It's almost like it's the resources are limited, so he's like, I must take them all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not on you, bud. Like there's enough to go around. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You mentioned something as you were describing the interaction between, say, Archie and Ty that got me thinking of a question around pack positions. Mm-hmm. If Ty is going to give up that toy to Archie when he comes over, you know, Mr. Steal Your Toy. (laughs) Would that suggest that Archie is more forward than Ty? Yeah, I also just think Ty doesn't care as much. It's not, um, toys aren't the be all and end all with him. I would say that Ty and Archie are fairly close in pack position because Archie definitely respects Ty. He respects Mm -hmm. the heck out of him. There is very much like a older brother, younger brother relationship there. Um, Ty was also like super made him earn respect before even giving him the time of day. So like literally waited until like the 14th day to be like, okay, you're okay, kid. I'll play with you. Mm -hmm. And now you see Archie gets up in the morning and like Ty's the first dog he wants to go to. And like, he's just like, oh my gosh, my brother, he's still here. And like, he just admires him so much. But I think it goes both ways now, too, because I was, and this is part of why I was asking the question, because, you know, we saw very early on that, like, 
Ty on a pedestal, wanting to groom Ty, mm -hmm. lick you know his mouth, clean like clean his his ears. his ears. And I noticed the other day, Ty came over to Archie and was kind of doing the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, oh, is has there been not a switch, but like a mutual respect, you know, where yeah, Archie really looks up to Ty and respects him, but now Ty, you know, loves him as his younger brother and. Mm -hmm. So it's love. Yeah. Right. And it can go both ways. I think a lot of the time we're very quick to label things as dominant and submissive. And when dogs are in a similar pack position where like we've talked about, right, where Ty maybe is more middle than we kind of realized initially, he's just super antisocial. Mm. Um, and so he doesn't really come across as a happy go lucky dog because of his insecurities. But when dogs share a similar pack position, there is a lot of give and take. You see both grooming and being groomed, groomer and groomee. Um, but it's kind. it does really remind me of Carmen and Ty's relationship where it's like Ty is now the Carmen oh. and Archie is now the young Ty, oh. where it was, they were very fond of each other and had this, this very very deep connection you could tell um but yeah they make out all the time like carmen and ty did like it's like <laughs> what are you doing like tongues fully in each other's mouths and down the throat it's just bizarre and adorable and i don't know like a part of me is like they were together in a past life or like it's carmen reincarnate like there's mm -hmm. something very familiar there for them um or, or it's just safety right it's just a level of trust to not just respect dogs are so cool man i love watching their relationships develop yeah it's so funny like i mean we we both had very deep relationships with carmen you, know, you in particular your soul dog right mm -hmm. and then ty came along and i feel like it took us a little bit longer to kind of connect with him because mm -hmm. of some of what he needed to work on what we worked on with him um you know, Baker and Blue happen very quickly. Like, it just seems maybe we're just getting to be better dog parents mm -hmm. because we seem to be connecting more quickly. And I don't know, it just, he fit in so fast. Mm -hmm. And I think we embraced him so quickly. It just, it, it, I guess it's just meant to be. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Archie? Oh my gosh. My favorite thing about Archie. I know I have a I have more than one shocker. One of the things that melted my heart like immediately upon meeting him is the way that he has this funny little trot that he does. Like his arms are straight at the front and they kind of kick out and cross in front and it's just very very joyful, almost like a not like a skip. I don't know how to describe it, but there's a way in which he moves that's like so cute mm -hmm. and adorable and funny that it just I was like, I just need that in my life. The way he runs towards you. Yeah. And you're just like, stop it. Get over here right now. I know. The reason I pause so so long is because I'm like, is it like a favorite physical attribute or characteristic? Because I just, I love his little size. Like the fact mm -hmm. that he's low and long and he's got these really soft, cute ears. and I love his ears. Like, I mean, so there's those things. I love the way he gallops like a horse. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he is <laughs> running full tilt, like we go take him to the field and he and Ty are playing and he's running full tilt. It sounds like a herd of horses. Yeah. 
like he's it's very heavy on his feet very heavy on his feet he could not be a cat burglar um and i just love that about him but i think it's like just as we've talked about it it's that just demeanor like there's not a care in the world mm-hmm. and i think it's a good reminder for me that like i need to try to look at life a lot more like archie does mm-hmm. right like not sweat the small stuff it's not that deep and and just learn to live a little right like mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i think i think that's the thing that i i love the most about him he's just so laissez-faire about everything mm-hmm. right i love too that he kind of has two speeds he's like the chillest of the illest or like let's party and his let's party isn't even like off the Richter scale. Like it's it's not overwhelming. Um, for Baker it is. That's why they kind of don't quite mesh because Baker's just like a Zen master and his little spice that ever, if it kicks up, it's like Montreal spice at its spiciest versus like, you know, the little Mexican Archie, he's more like maybe habanero. It's not ghost pepper hot, but it's just the spice of life that we needed. Well, and I think I hadn't thought about this in a little while, but I remember early on with Archie when we were working on things like thresholds and and other things, having that little bit of spice was a good teacher for me because it reminded me that I need to be a little more assertive, right? Because we have these other three dogs that are fairly very delicate (laughs) delicate and back of the pack you know you really had to ease off the gas with them Mm -hmm. or else you know you'd push baker or blue into to shut down or overwhelm or flight or something like that but with archie i remember you saying to me you need to be more assertive with him especially around like the door or things like that and that was a good reminder for me because i don't work with very many confident dogs assertive dogs i mean he's not like a super confident no, dominant dog no. but I, relatively relatively speaking, speaking yeah and so i always have to remember with him like i need to let him know you know dude i got this right mm-hmm. because i think that's when his brain goes into tweety tweety bird <laughs> mode if you're not reminding him like i'm here to lead and you gotta follow otherwise he'll just check out and just be like do 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 yeah the silly goose will just totally take over. Yeah. I love that silly goose. He's a really good cuddler. That's another good quality about Archie. He's a good play <laughs> play buddy. He's just fun dude to take out and about in the world. Loves people. Loves other dogs. You can't really sum up Archie in, in one or two words. It's clearly a whole podcast episode. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, Archie. Okay, so what's the uh, what's the the net net on this performance evaluation, Liz? Does he does he pass? Is he yes. up for advancement? Yes, I would say he scores a twelve out of ten. Good boy. Okay. Um, we will keep him as part of this company. And does he have future prospects for leadership? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think he's doing really well, learning from his brother Ty, and maybe will also be a part of Canine Relations in future. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of areas for improvement, mm-hmm. um, maybe learning to read the room a little bit more with his <laughs> brother Baker. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I mean, I dream for the day that like 
and maybe maybe this isn't this isn't fair like if it, if they're not meant to play together like you know that's just that's just it but where they can have a little bit of a closer relationship between the two of them um and i think that'll just probably be more a function of archie developing a little more like self-awareness and impulse control mm-hmm. um so that he doesn't overwhelm baker and push him away he just um, gets real excited real quick yeah and yeah baker's like a little butterfly and he's like just be gentle with me yeah meanwhile blue throws down with archie like it's hilarious because like blue will be like on his back and archie's like pretend gnawing on his legs and blue's just like i'm loving this and i don't see baker having that level of trust with archie mm-hmm. he's like you're clumsy man mm-hmm. you're excited and you're clumsy like the the two things i hate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's the thing with with Archie and me even like again it's a great reminder to like not take stuff so seriously because sometimes clumsy kind of fumbly I guess I'm very a type in a lot of ways mm. and it can sometimes can not get under my skin that's too much of a, a reaction but mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like oh and I'm learning through Mm -hmm. archie to just embrace that and love that and like appreciate it for what it is right Mm -hmm. and so it's like what i love about him is also what sometimes drives me just a little bit nuts Mm -hmm. and then i'm like you're amazing i think it's because we have a pack i think it would be very different if we just had archie i think because his happy-go-luckiness can kind of rile everyone else up at least that's how i feel where i'm like if it was just me and archie i would be like like this is my kind of dog mm. through and through but if he's like going to bounce around a little bit it just can ricochet off everybody else and then all of a sudden it's like okay there's too much movement happening in this teeny tiny house everybody settle down <laughs> um where it's like to me Archie is a doghouse dog through and through and like I moved away a lot from doghouse because I felt like I had three dogs that they weren't daycare dogs Right. They weren't. And now I have Archie and I'm like, dang, you would have been the life of the party. Like, that's your jam. You are a happy-go-lucky dog who would just gobble that up, want to be there every single day. Um, And I don't have that outlet for him so much anymore. So it's it's about finding a balance for everybody to have their needs met um, while still making sure there's structure in our pack. Yeah, th- that's a really good way to put it. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. And all the more reason to do more stuff, either one-on-one or in different pack dynamics. Like even yesterday, there was a period of time, you know, Blue's been away a lot, like a lot of structure, a lot of boundaries for him. And that's been so helpful for the last little while in seeing him continue to progress. And yesterday, the other three were away and blue is out by himself for a little while. And he was so calm and chill and subdued. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was like, if Archie had been out too, it would have been Mm -hmm. a lot of kinetic energy kind of bouncing around. And so I think a good reminder for us to continue doing things obviously together as a pack, but then in, in maybe smaller settings, um as well as individually so that they can all get that like full fulfillment in all of their different dimensions Mm -hmm. and having a pack is very different for that exact reason like you should kind of have a balance of 
solo time as well as pack time as well as like two at a time like and I was actually thinking about it because of how yesterday was like okay maybe we have certain days of the week maybe so we're on top of it instead of just kind of like willy-nilly with it making sure that like there's certain days of the week where we do practice that um and everyone has their turn with it I think that's great it's so funny you mentioned that we legit haven't talked about that but I was thinking the same thing too yesterday. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this was really good for Blue, for the the rest of the crew, and for us to be able to spend that quality time with Blue. And then even today, when you took Archie, Baker, and Blue on a second walk, and mm-hmm. I had just Ty, and I did some kind of mental stimulation work with him, that was a really nice time for me to just spend bonding and connecting with him and working on something with him And I was really grateful for that opportunity too. So I like this idea of getting a little bit more deliberate Mm -hmm. with that time. Mm -hmm. All right. That's that's our homework. (laughs) Archie, you're hired. Yeah, he can stay. He can stay. Love you, buddy. Well, thanks for sharing the backstory on Archie, Liz. That was really fun. I look forward to doing a ton more podcasting with you in 2024. Oh my gosh, that sounds so weird. I was going to say 2023. Like, how well? Oh my goodness. Oh, we're here. How did we get here? (laughs) We're here. We're here. Yes, agreed. I love talking about Archie. I'm really excited for talking about more topics on Honest to Dog. And yeah, if any of our listeners have suggestions, we'd love to hear it. If you have questions about Archie, shoot them to us. We happily will share more about that kiddo. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, stay calm and confident. Bye. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you. We release a new podcast weekly. Follow us on Instagram at honest to dog podcast.